Hello, welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Today I'm welcoming back our friend Jeremiah Stringer, who is a long trail hiker. Jeremiah, welcome back. Well, thank you very much. I'm happy to be back. I appreciate you having me back on. Before we get started, Jeremiah, and I just want to remind everybody, you have a, a YouTube channel and you're a co-host of, of the podcast with John Kelly. The name of the podcast is Backpackers Bod- Podcast. And you guys were uh, really nice. Let me go on there and talk about my book. I had a great time with, with the two of you. And we and obviously the book is about the long trail. So we were able to talk a great deal about that. Before we get started on the long trail, though, I want to talk about your most recent YouTube and that was the ha- uh, camping hacks, backpacking hacks. I loved it. And I think it's well, something everybody should see. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, I threw that on the YouTube channel because my goal on the channel is to increase people's quality of trail or quality of life while they're out on trail. So I was like, man, these little things that some people don't think of, if or if, you know, if people do think of them, share them in the comments, then I have that platform there that I can share them as well. So I threw out like, uh, I don't know, five to seven little tips and tricks and hacks that you could use on trail. It's always fun. It's fun sharing that kind of stuff. I know my friend Special K, when he hears this, he's going to probably go look at it because you talk about things on there that, that we were doing with the kids and scouts. Special K was, uh, was, was my right-hand man. Him and I were in this together when we did the high adventure program with the boys. And there's a couple of things in there. One of them was the organizing your gear. That was a big thing with me, emphasizing with the boys. All right, don't go rummaging through your pack to find your toothbrush, then the toothpaste. You do a good job of telling people how to keep your gear organized. Um, the tenacious tape, I got a story on that. I fixed a rain fly in a tent that we had just bought. We had bought about four or five new tents for the troop. One of the boys hung it over a fence and just grabbed it, and I heard, I heard it rip. Uh, I was able to get, I guess they were six by six patches, because it was about a three or four inch rip, and I was able to fix it with that. And it, it held up for years, and it probably still is. So that's good stuff, that Tenacious Tape. Let me mention something about Tenacious Tape. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I went camping, like car camping, and... You know, you take a different set of gear whenever you're car camping versus backpacking. So it was cold and I brought a, like a Mr. Buddy heater, like the little ones that you hook propane up to. I brought a full propane tank. I'm talking like the size you put under a grill and I hooked that sucker up and run it all night. And the next morning I was trying to be sweet. I got up really early. It was like 6 a.m., 6.30 and I left my wife sleeping and I took my sleeping bag and I put it over the top of her. And I guess she got too hot. She kicked it off. And I was out, out of the tent. And it was on the Mr. Buddy heater. Melted the foot box. I got this Nemo Disco 15. Melted the foot box on it. That's like a $300, $350 sleeping bag. You know, those are expensive. That was the first one. That was the first time I put real money in the backpack. And I was like, I'm going to get this nice bag. This is what I really want. And I put a piece of tenacious tape on it, like a big square, and it's still holding up. I'm I'm a little bit afraid to wash it, though. I think that I had to wash it by hand, maybe even replace the tape, but it definitely stopped all the down from leaking out. Yeah, we put it on a rain fly for a tent, and it, and it held up. And like I said, that was, I was there for maybe three or four years after that was, you know, and you know, I've been out of scouts now, I think five years. So yeah, it's incredible. 
And it's one of the best tools you can have. Uh, forget about bringing a sewing kit with you. I wouldn't know how to use it anyway. You know, it's one of those things you pack and what good is it if you don't know how to use it, right? I have it. But the tenacious tape makes it so much easier. Well, anything, anything that's like, uh, I'm not sure what kind of material they use on the, the tents and on even like down jackets or that kind of stuff. But it seems like that tenacious tape sticks to it so well. I'm not, I don't think it really would do great on uh, like tears of things that are maybe like a synthetic shirt or, you know, anything cotton. It's not going to help repair. Dude, there's some surfaces. That stuff just, it takes all the guesswork out. And every time like I have a campfire, I'm bound to get a hole in my puffy, like a little bitty ember or like your chair. If you got your chair sitting yeah. around the campfire, the embers land yeah. on it. That tenacious tape fixes you right up. Yep. And on the topic of chairs, last time we talked, you asked me about, do I bring a camp chair with me, a pack chair? Mm -hmm. It's on my list for Father's Day. So my boys that are listening, look at my list of things I want for Father's Day because the camp <laughs> chair is on there. Dude, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe I'm just having bad luck with my camp chairs here lately. But I took, I have this big chair, the Sunset Helinox chair, and it's got the full back on it, super comfy. And I took it, I took it out of, uh, it's like, it comes with its own stuff sack and it zips up and I, I took it out and normally like you just grab the chair and you hold it up and all of, like the shock cord in it just like almost sucks everything into the right spot and it puts your chair together for you and just put the fabric on. Dude, I took that out of the, the stuff sack for a video, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago and like picked it up and the whole thing just fell apart like the shock cord at some point i guess is worn through so i was like this is crazy i've never i've never heard of this happening so i checked out my helinox chair zero which is like the one pound i don't know like 100 120 150 dollar version they're pretty expensive but it only weighs a pound so i looked at it and where the shock cord it's a very simple design you know, it's got four legs on the ground and then four up top that are different sizes and there's shock cord holding them together and a little plastic piece that all the chair arms go in. And it is rubbed pretty close. I think I'll have to replace the shock cord in it too, but I think I'm going to reach out to Helinox and be like, is this a well-known issue? Cause I've never seen this before. And just ask them if they'll replace the big chair, the little chair, it'd be a quick, easy fix for me. I'll just cut a piece of shock cord the right size and then swap it out. But I was so surprised, especially because those chairs are fairly expensive. Yeah, I would advise not just you, but anyone listening, when you buy gear from one of these well-known companies, these bigger companies, they typically will back up their their uh, what they're selling you. They'll, they'll stand by their products. And if you reach out to them, they're very likely to say, hey, you know what, send it back to us. I'll just take a look at it. They'll either fix it or send you a new one. Now, I had a situation recently with my Nemo tent where the shock cord didn't break, but really stretched out far. I had no explanation for why it happened. I just, it was fine when I used it. And then a couple of weeks later, I went to use it and it was like a stretched out sock. It just wasn't holding anything. I contacted them and they replaced the shock cord for free. I sent them the poles. They installed the shock cord, did it all for free. What was that company? Nemo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've had, I've had really good luck with them. I keep, I'm trying as hard as I can, man. I, I love their products. I use their Nemo Tensor. I use their Nemo Philo Pad. Uh, I use the Nemo Disco 15. 
Like I, these, I've spent hundreds of dollars with Nemo and I love their products and I plug them too because I really like them on my YouTube channel. And I'm trying as hard as I can to like get like a brand ambassadorship or like a sponsorship with them because it's always, it's always awesome to work with companies that you really use their products all the time. Not just they're paying you to use something or they send it to you and you liked it. And then you're like, yeah, I think that I could work with this company. If you can find companies like something that you maybe even you discovered and they had no influence whatsoever, I think that that would be, in my opinion, the best companies to work with. And Nemo, they're, it's surprising how small they are with, with how big of a reach that they have and how many products that they sell and the volume that they're putting out. But I don't think they're in a position yet, or maybe I'm not in a position yet to work with them, but hopefully in the future, because that would be a legit company, man. They're awesome. Yeah, I agree with you. And you've had a good experience with a company or their products. It's so much easier to either A, recommend them, or like you said, if you're a gear ambassador or you have a, or they have a sponsorship for what you're doing, it's so much easier when you can say it with, with conviction. All right? I know it for is. a fact their gear works because I've been using it for years. Oh, I'm right there with you, man. I totally agree. And I've had a couple companies like that that I've had good experiences with. And the ones I don't, I'll tell people stay away from them. <laughs> oh, yeah, go. definitely, man. Yeah, I used to feel a little bit bad about not recommending stuff. But most of the time, you can either not recommend it and have the disclaimer that like it's not a good fit for you. So maybe a sleeping pad, for example, it could be too narrow for me or too short for me. Cause I'm like six, three, you know, 210, 220 pounds. I'm not exactly the easiest size to find for, you know, mm -hmm. gear or clothes or anything, but sometimes stuff's just not good. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to hesitate to tell somebody like, Hey man, this is junk because all you have is your reputation. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I say that with these some of these companies, they, they know that, that their reputation means everything. And that's why they'll stand by their gear. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say earlier is oftentimes those companies are started by people like you and I. And, you know, you want to there's a certain piece of gear that you want, you know, you want, but somebody doesn't exactly make it the way you want it. Or you've even thought up a new piece of gear. And then all of a sudden you start a company, you know, you don't you don't mean to. And then that company turns into something. And before you know it, you have something like a Nemo or Osprey or Z-Packs or, you know, some of the bigger name brands out there that possibly started in a garage. Yeah. A lot of these companies were founded by small entrepreneurs. Like you said, just said, Hey, you know what? I've got an idea for a better sleeping bag or tent or backpack. And yeah. And, and in a lot of cases, right. These are design manufactured or the CEO is actually a backpacker. Yeah. And they don't mind standing behind their products because they are one of the people when, when they think of their customer base, they think of themselves. So, you know, if, if I were making it for me, I definitely want to stand by it. Right. Right. You'd be thinking if I'm through hiking the PCT and this thing breaks, can I make my customer happy? Can I have something ready for them when they get to the next town? Or how am I going to design this to prevent it from breaking, you know, starting, starting from there. But, you know, I've heard cases with some of these companies where through hikers will actually have new gear waiting for them. If their backpack breaks, they, the company will actually have one there for them when they get to town. 
Yeah, because most of your gear is absolutely essential that you're taking through hiking because you wouldn't have taken it and carried it all that way if you didn't absolutely need it. You might take a few luxury items and stuff too. So if your tent, like if you have a tent pole break and you can't fix it and the company can't send it to you quickly, then you're either going to have to replace that gear. And if you can't afford it, then your through hike is put on hold for a little while. Like, did I tell you about, um, I can't remember if I told you about my shoes on the long trail. Uh, yeah, you did mention that, but why don't you mention that again? I think it'd be worth uh, repeating. So whenever I was through hiking the long trail, I bought a new pair of ultra long peak fours. And this has been a little while now. I think they're maybe on the sixes or something. And I had worn a pair of the fours for like a year or maybe a little less. And I'd put a lot of miles on them. So I was like, I don't want to start my through hike in these and probably have to replace them. Cause I figured they were, they were good for maybe 500 miles, maybe less. And I bought a brand new pair and I wore those first time hiking and them was on the trail and they totally blew out before I ended my through hike, you know, cause my goal was to do an end to end. And, uh, REI, you know, they didn't want to take them back, but I guarantee if I had of like messaged ultra and said, Hey, here's a picture of the shoes. I, I literally bought them like two weeks ago and they have 150 miles on them and they're, they're totally unusable and they're cutting my feet. And I know they're good shoes because I used them in the past. Could y'all send me another pair? And I guarantee you that they would have, because I've heard over and over about ultra taking care of their customers that have been out through hiking. Cause that's a different ball game than just a weekend hike. Yeah. And those aren't cheap shoes and they want people who are using them to talk about, Hey, they're expensive, but they were well worth it. And when I had this bad experience with them, they were right there to stand by their product. Yeah. That's the kind of company you, you know, you want to buy from not just work with, but like as an average consumer, the companies only have their reputation too. Like you said, so if they'll stand by it and like this community that we're a part of, maybe not necessarily like, uh, the whole hiking in general, because there's people hiking all over the world, but like this little backpacker community is so much smaller than hiking in general and just getting outdoors. So word gets around pretty quickly in, uh, in this little niche, not just YouTube and podcasting, but backpacking i mean i don't know how many people backpack but i guarantee you it's it's not it's not that many (laughs) no i don't think so and you know what you show up at an at shelter and people start talking that one person that had a bad experience with their gear but you better believe they're going to be telling everybody in that shelter about their bad experience i mean look at us right now right now i'm broadcasting it good and bad experiences word gets around yeah so jeremiah first tell us about your youtube channel where do we find you on youtube uh you just top in jeremiah stringer hikes and you'll find me on there make uh some trip videos but i do mostly informational entertaining that kind of stuff and hopefully help some some people gain some trail knowledge i learn a lot and then uh, also we got the backpacking podcast. So if you like this podcast, maybe you like a, a different one as well and listen to them both. Hey, I think people would love the backpacking podcast. I think you and John do a great job on there. 
Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on yours. This is really fun, man. I had a great time. It, it, I had a good time as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get together again and uh, swap some stories or have some trips we could talk about. Absolutely, man. That sounds like a blast. All right. Thanks again, Jeremiah. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, palmabearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.